Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. And welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your puzzle master, Nikki. Thank you for joining us today. I am very, very excited. Uh, you are joining us on our very first podcast episode. I can't even tell you this has been a long time in the works coming for me, and I'm very, very excited. This podcast is basically intended to help build awareness for kids and adults on the spectrum. Just so you know a little bit about me, I do have an autistic son. His name is Drayson, and he will be 10 years old coming up this year. And um, there's a lot of stuff over the years that I have been through that I feel like now it's time to pay it forward and share with the community how to best help your child on the spectrum. So not only do I want to build awareness we want to provide help, uh, resources, quick tips, and most of all, inspiration to you. We'll be highlighting, hopefully, guest speakers throughout the progress of our podcast in the future. And I also want to read some stories to you, too, to just help celebrate the wins that we experience every day with our kiddos. So today we're going to talk about belief. And the name of this podcast is It Starts With Believing. And I think that that's the most important uh, message that I want to convey to parents and to loved ones that have maybe you have a nephew or a niece or a brother or a sister or even a close friend uh, that's on the spectrum. And so I want to convey that to you that it really starts with belief. And when I talk about belief, I think at first when you learn that your child is autistic, it's extremely overwhelming you know, we you receive the diagnosis, you're not quite sure what to do, and it can get really overwhelming with change in general, right? So how do you navigate this process? Where do you start? You can do this very easily, but in your own mindset, and it does start with believing. So you need to believe that your child is capable, first of all, and then you also need to believe that you are capable of finding the resources that you need for your child. So the first step that I am going to basically share with you was something that I had to do in the beginning when my son was diagnosed with autism, and that was that I had to change my mindset. At first, you're going to feel, or you might have felt already at this point, for those of you that already have a diagnosis, you're going to feel a lot of doubt and frustration and even sadness about what's happening. You're not going to have a lot of answers at first, and it's going to feel really, really confusing. And I wanted to shift my mindset into feeling that doubt and that frustration and that anger, and I wanted to shift that into being assertive and having courage and doing this for my son. The bottom line is that no one else is going to do this for you. You need to be an advocate for your child and they do not have a choice in what their diagnosis is and what's happened to them. So they don't have a choice either on the resources and the decisions that are brought into them. It's really solely up to you. 
So I want you to be aware that sometimes you have to get out of your own feelings in order to rise above and get the result of what you really want for your child. And that's kind of what happened to me. I was in my own head about it. I had a hard time at first. And I just realized that if I didn't shift my mindset and if I didn't start believing that Drayson was capable and believing that I could find tools and resources for my son, then nothing was going to take place or move forward. I do have a message, too, for both parents, for mother and for father. And I think that this is especially important as well, is that both parents need to be on board. Just like I struggled, so did my husband, Pat. And it was very, very difficult for us at first to try to kind of come to a common ground and decide what was going to be best for Drayson. So for parents that are struggling with the diagnosis or connection with your child, I'm going to just make the suggestion that if it really is hard for you to overcome it, to seek professional help. Talk to a counselor or someone at your church or um, a healthcare professional about how you can overcome working with a diagnosis that you've been given and be able to move forward so that you can be proactive with what you need to do. I always say at first, you know, you feel devastation when you get your when you get the diagnosis and and um, it's not the end all be all. And there's, there's so many things out there now. We are so lucky in this day and age to have the resources and the information that we have out there to help. But you do still have to do some digging. So aside from being on board together and coming to common ground on how you're going to help your child, then go and ask your friends and family members for support. You need to find your inner circle and your tribe and who's going to be there to support you and also to support your child. And that's really, really important. And I really do believe that a lot of the progress that my son has made isn't just because of my husband and I, it's because also of the support system that we've had and that we've formulated by really jumping in and talking to everybody about it. And you might have to learn how to set some boundaries too with your inner circle. We got a lot of questions in the beginning about, you know, why did we think this happened? Why do we think it, you know, was because X, Y, and Z, you know, we get, you get all these, you'll have people come at you and say all different things. I even had a perfect stranger that asked me if they thought that my son was autistic because I was an older mom. I had Drayson at the age of 37. And that's really, really hard because you're going to let your, your mind run wild with all of these ideas. And my biggest message to you is that you just have to set boundaries. And again, it shifts back to that mindset. I chose to believe that my son was capable, and I chose to believe that I was capable of finding the resources and tools that he needed. And I don't have time to sit here and wonder why or how or the because of why he's autistic. And so with that being said, I had to just kind of kindly say that to people. I had to kindly say, I don't know why he's autistic. I can't tell you the answer to that. All I can tell you, though, is that I have time to help him. And that's where your mindset has to be. There's researchers out there. There's lots of other things out there that people are doing to explore that reason. But that's not my lane. My lane is to help my child. 
So as I've mentioned a little bit about us already, I, I just want to give you a little bit of background about Drayson. Like I said, he'll be 10 coming up this year, and he was diagnosed at the age of three. And we noticed some things around the age of two that just didn't seem quite right. Um, we weren't sure about it. We kept we spoke to our pediatrician, and we decided to kind of watch things. But at the age of two and a half was when we really saw a big shift. Drayson was not speaking. He was not calling me mom. He was not calling my husband Patrick dad. He wasn't uh, pointing towards things or asking for things. He was very secluded. And uh, we thought at first that maybe it was just because we had in-home daycare. We had a an in we had a nanny that would come and take care of Drayson during the day while we were at work. And so that's what we thought it was. So we decided to put him in preschool care, maybe to help him get some more social interaction. And within the first month and a half, we just saw no progress. And we went back to the pediatrician just before his third birthday, and she had recommended speech therapy. So we were currently getting ready to do that. And she then told us that she wanted us to go to see a developmental pediatrician. So we received a referral. I took Drayson. We took we took Drayson in and we decided to explore the possibility of maybe something more being wrong. And when I say that, that we decided to, I think it's a decision when you make that appointment with a developmental pediatrician. You have to be ready for something that you might be told that you might not want to hear. We went in and sure enough, by the end of a two-hour consult, this developmental pediatrician uh, told us that she believed that Drayson was on the spectrum, paired with ADHD, and also with global developmental de delay. So Drayson does have a lot of secondary special needs, if if that makes sense, that come along with, with being autistic. And like I said, it was very devastating for us. And we were told that we didn't know if he would speak to us, if, you know, what the level of progress would be. But she did give us some pointers on what to do to get started and to point us in the right direction. And I feel really, really lucky because she helped us to come up with a list of things that we had to do. But some of the symptoms that he was having was he, you know, was stemming um, and stemming is a term, um, you know, lots of hand flapping, tippy toe walking, uh, verbal stemming. So sometimes he will just make oohs and ahs sounds, but not necessarily make a word out of that sound. And it was a little bit surreal because at the same time, Drayson could watch a show, a whole entire show, and script it back to us from the beginning to end after watching a 30-minute show. But he couldn't call me mom or couldn't call Pat dad. So we were scared, obviously, and we weren't sure of what would happen. We were scared for our son, and we decided that we were just going to jump right into it. And so that's what we did. Once we got on the same page, we jumped right in. And I guess the rest is history. But with that being said, I want to tell you a story about when my moment of belief was. And I ask all of you to think about when you felt that moment of belief when your child, when you realized that your child was capable of being able to do more. At the end of every episode, I do want to read a story highlight, and I will give some information on that really quickly as well. 
But um, it's important that we celebrate the wins as parents. Little things that we do on a daily basis are a really big deal for a person with autism. So I encourage you to celebrate the wins. And I'm going to celebrate with you one of my wins when I realized my epiphany moment with Drayson. But if you have a story that you would like to read to us, I encourage you to email us. And that email is info at piecesformypuzzle.com. And I encourage you to submit your stories and celebrate the wins with me. And hopefully maybe we'll get to read your story on one of our upcoming podcasts. So the moment I had belief with Drayson um, was the first time I heard him call me mom. And I am going to try not to get emotional telling this story because I still get a little emotional even years later. But uh, as I said, when, when Drayson was first diagnosed, he wasn't calling me mom. He wasn't speaking very much. And we jumped right in and he had started speech therapy. And uh, we started looking into some other therapies for Drayson. But about six months after Drayson's diagnosis, I was coming home from work one day and I was swinging by the daycare to pick up Drayson. And I was walking to Drayson's classroom, and I didn't realize that they had moved the kids to a different classroom uh, for pickup. And there was a large window, and Drayson, unbeknownst to me, saw me walk past the window. And I didn't realize that he saw me, and I didn't see him because I thought he was in his, his usual classroom. And I'm walking down the hallway, and I hear this kid yelling, Mom, Mom. Mom, mama. And I thought to myself, what is this kid's problem? (laughs) And I whipped my head around to see what the problem was. And I realized that it was my son standing in the hallway calling my name. He was calling me mom. And it struck a chord with me because I had never heard my son's voice. I didn't realize that he was calling me mom. So, again, like I said, I'm going to try not to get emotional about about the story, but I realized that he was calling me mom, and I, um, you know, swooped him up. This lady came running out of the room. Is he yours? And I was like, yes. We uh, went to check out and uh, checked him out for the day, and I got in the car, and I remember calling my husband, and I remember I was crying so badly that he thought I had gotten into a car accident when really I was just so happy that he had called me mom. I cried the whole way home. But that was my epiphany moment. That was my epiphany moment that I knew Drayson was capable of things that we were told that he may or may not be able to do in the future. So what is the moment that you had with your child when you realized that your child was capable. And for me, it was the first time he said mom. So if you have a story that you would like to share, please send the email over to us at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. We would love to read your stories. And like I said, hopefully we'll be able to read your story on one of our upcoming podcasts. So with that being said, I guess this concludes our very first podcast episode. But I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pieces for My Puzzle. And if you like what you're hearing, please spread the word to others and help and help them let them know that this podcast is available for them. Feel free to give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform that you use. 
And until next time, next week we will be talking about uh, finding resources and taking action and what you can do in the initial stages after you find out that you have a child with autism. So until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. 